Hello and welcome back to another jog pod from the Lee School Geography Department. We're joined here today by two of our lowest geographers, Tom and Miles. And I'm going to pass over to them now for another exciting episode. Okay, it is good to be back on the jog pod. I'm here with Tom today to discuss La Nina and its impact on the Cricket World Cup. Yep, I'm Tom. Nice to be here. Hit us off, Miles. Um, so, a few weeks ago, we saw the mighty Butler-led England lift the T20 World Cup trophy in Australia, managing to survive a few scares along the way in the form of two rain-interrupted games. And it wasn't just England, was it? Afghanistan had two out of their three group games rained off, along with England's woes against Ireland and a washed-out game against the home nation. Obviously, there are many more examples, but it's time to discuss the geography of this strange phenomenon. Wouldn't you say, Miles? I think that's a wonderful idea. Well, first of all, the tournament was predicted to be disrupted this, in this manner. The Australian Bureau of Meteorology predicted heavy rainfall this summer, and this is all as a result of La Nina. So, Tom, can you give us a bit of background on La Nina? Of course. Well, during normal conditions in the Pacific Ocean, trade winds, which are prevailing easterly winds that circle the Earth near the equator, blow west instead, taking warm water from South America towards Asia. To replace that warm water, cold water rises from the depths, a, co- a process called upwelling. Yeah, so La Nina is a weather process. Uh, It occurs every few years for at least five months. Um, It's the cooling of the sea surface in the East Pacific Ocean when it lowers lowers by about three to five degrees Celsius. Uh, And the reversal of that occurs in the Western Ocean near Oceania, making it hotter with above average rainfall. This is especially prominent uh, on the east coast of Australia in cities like Melbourne, where games of the MCG were greatly disrupted during the tournament. Matches further west in places like Perth were less affected, showing the focus of the changing weather is in the ocean and in the east of the country. Um, La Nina typically increases the chance of above-average rainfall for northern and eastern Australia during spring and summer, and the chance of warmer days and nights in northern Australia during spring. A quote here from a very reliable news source covering the build-up to the tournament said, While summer is yet to arrive... The effects of the rare weather phenomenon are already visible. Melbourne's average October rainfall is currently around 65 millimetres. So far, the city has received 120 millimetres this year, as of October 2022. This process starts at the opposite end of the spectrum with El Nino, when it gets unusually warm in the Americas and colder near Oceania. Um, as the pendulum, we could say, swings back to normal, it can overshoot, causing stronger than normal conditions. Trade winds become stronger and move area of low pressure from the east of the Pacific even further towards Australia. Cold water in the Americas spreads and pushes the hot areas further towards East Asia and Australia. So the warm area becomes even warmer with accentuated precipitation. This is now called La Nina. (laughs) 
Yeah, so overall, this process leads to more tropical conditions and increased rainfall uh, in Australia, which was clearly observed at the Cricket World Cup this year. Thanks very much to Miles and to Tom for that fascinating and in-depth look at how cricket is affected by the weather. Uh, we all knew that, but perhaps we didn't realise the role of La Nina. Interesting, La Nina, uh, El Nino's perhaps lesser-known cousin, um, is being affected by changing climate and becoming a little bit warmer. be interesting to see how that continues to progress and what that does to future cricket matches. Thanks for joining us today on the Jog Pod. Hopefully, see you again. <laughs>